Uh, we might go deep, y'all. So I need y'all to go ahead and get y'all a pen and paper. All right. Um, get your, get get a little get a little glass of water or a little glass of something that you that, that you know whatever. Okay. Right. And uh, let's just uh, we, we're gonna dive on in just for a moment. And uh, of course, my name is Elon King, and uh, co-hosted uh, on the Understanding a Man podcast by Mr. Charles James and uh, also Mr. Alexis Williams, but he's not joining us yeah. this evening. Hold on, in high, see what that's just probably like Charles talking about. He probably right late somewhere. Uh, okay, so he's uh, okay. He ate some bad meat, so I mean, <laughs> that's 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 serious right there. That that match your evening. He needs to leave the meat alone altogether. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll talk about that in a moment. Okay, come on. Do we have a vegan on board? Well, I like to call it plant-based vegetarian. Oh. oh. Okay, that's different. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll tell you all about it. Okay. Well, you know what? Let me do this um, because our audience doesn't know exactly who that we have on board here. And so um, this is an amazing uh, group that uh, has uh, a, a, an amazing podcast as well. Uh, just been shaking and moving. I'll let them kind of uh, each introduce themselves, all right, um, over the course of, it seems, over the past year, just dealing with what's love and just dealing inside of the relationship space as well and just blessing so many people, I'm sure, as well. Thank you to all of our subscribers, those of you who join us on uh, Understanding a Man on Facebook and also on uh, YouTube as well. Please continue to subscribe and those who uh, actually donate as well. Thank you so much as we push forward towards our, and this is why, Barry, while I'm loving your T-shirt, all right, uh, the, the Money, Sex, and Respect conference that we're going to be having next year on Juneteenth. Okay. Okay. Uh, on Juneteenth. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, and actually, Barry, I want to start off with you uh, okay. because, uh, and then I, you know, I'll just allow you to kind of just bring forward this, these two other amazing ladies that are here. Those of you that don't know, and I, I hope Charles, uh, Charles James joins us, but I had a chance to just, uh, just kind of bump into uh, this amazing individual, um, what, maybe about five years ago, yep. uh, we were at a conference. It was an all-women's conference, right? And uh, we just had like a little segment. <laughs> we had like an hour like a piece out of the of whole sleep. weekend. Right, right. <laughs> right? Talking about the women and understanding the mind of a man. Man, like, and so just, just that much and for that one hour, um, not only did it birth um, understanding a man, uh, just uh, those of you that don't know, uh, do have a book that's out. Barry Case is actually dropping just some serious gems uh, just throughout that book as well. So thank you so much, Barry, for just even just sharing um, your levels of wisdom. Um, so I had a chance to be on stage with, uh, with, with Barry and about, what, three other people. Um, and for that hour, we were just answering questions, right? And the name of the segment, right, was called Understanding the Mind of a Man. And that actually birthed. Uh, my book out of that, um, birth the relationship that I have with this individual. He's a, you know, uh, a, an amazing member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Okay, shout out to the noobs, yeah. all right? And so, <laughs> um, you know, uh, we just had a chance to just, to just bond over the course of the year. So, Barry, if you just want to take a, a moment and just introduce yourself, and we're going to dive in. I got a couple of questions mm-hmm. for you, but I uh, just want to give you, you know, elevated version. Who are you? Who are you? And then uh, you can just kind of bring Erica and Kedra on as well. Absolutely, man. So again, Elam, man, brother, thank you for the opportunity for allowing us um, in your space. Um, so again, just thank you sincerely, man. Uh, like you said, 
we met maybe about five or six years ago at that conference, at that seminar, having an opportunity to be on stage, share our experiences as men. Um, and Elam, my, of course, frat brothers, noops all day, uh, but, you know, really have created a friendship bond uh, that transcends just the bond, not only the bond. So uh, since then, you know, the energy that Elam, uh, Adrian Bell, Charles, some other people, just being in that energy, in that space, it helps ignite the dreams and the um, desires that you have in yourself. So just being around them, it was like, hey, man, let's let's move forward. Let's be progressive. Uh, dreams and different aspirations and ambitions that I have, my wife and I have, it was like, well, we all partnered together, that synergy, and we're pushing things forward. So with that energy, um, I put out like, hey, man, I want to do my I want to be a part of a podcast. I want to, you know, either have my own podcast, be a part of a podcast. So in different conversations, I would share that, you know, I was like, all right, I hadn't really put anything together for myself, but I'm sharing that with my sister, with friends, with coworkers. Like, yeah, man, at some point I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to have a podcast. And my, my 10,001 hours are one of the areas is in marriage. I've been married 20, almost 21 years. And one day my sister texted me. was like, Hey, uh, I'm on Facebook cause I'm terrible at social media. So my sister, she texted me. is like, Hey, there's a, there's a, a post out here about, you know, interviewing or, uh, applying for being a co-host of a podcast, you know, creating one and starting one. And that's what Kedra comes in. So right. Kedra, you know, puts out that. I know. Right. Right. So she puts it out. And she takes us through this rigorous application process and interviewing. Yeah. Okay. You okay. <laughs> right. So she's like, you can meet me at the mall at this time. I'm all in there. Like I'm going for a job interview. And it was, it was from the very moment we began to interact. It was very organic, genuine. We meshed really well. Our conversation went beyond just the podcast. So we're literally sitting in the mall having this great conversation. And then we all get together at Kedra's mom's place and Erica, myself, Kedra, I mean, we just have the best conversations. Man. And we just go, um, and, and when I say best, they're really rich and organic. And uh, from, from that, what Kedra, you know, vision came what's love. So basically talking about right. different dynamics of love right. relationships. And what was so interesting is what Kedra has put in place is like, well, she picked me being a male um, participant who's been married for 20 something plus years, uh, Erica, and I'm not going to share their stories. I'll let them share, but just the different dynamics of being married, divorced, and right. single. Right. Uh, so, um, and what's it? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, no, I was going to actually kind of transition that because uh, I know you was about to go deep for a second. And I wanted to, I, I, I felt it. I felt, when you breathed in, I was like, here he go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want to give just the ladies just for a moment. Uh, Kedra, um, you know, actually, you know what, Barry, you could just introduce Kedra. That, that... So, no, no, so let's do that. So I, just like you allowing me, uh, matter of fact, we'll do Erica first and then let Kedra get it last because she's the visionary of the podcast and let her bring it home. So, Erica, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. 
I'm Erica Worthily. I am a licensed clinical social worker. Okay. I am divorced, um, but I enjoy having conversations with people about love and relationships and what okay. that entails, what it involves, um, how to take care of you before you can take care of other people. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, being building that relationship, building that process, you have to be a whole person first. Right. So that's kind of that's kind of the angle that I come in the conversation um, from. Okay. And how many years are in the clinical space uh, have you been? Um, I've been licensed for two years. I've been okay. a social worker for seven years. Right. Okay. And, and thank you so much just for the work that you do. I know you're about to drop them stats and, uh, you know, the, 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 the curriculum on us. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> All right. And uh, Kedra Visionary, what's up, man? Hey. <laughs> Tell us about you. All right. So, um, so yeah, so I, I'm, I'm the single one in the group and probably okay, okay. the youngest one too, but, um, you, you said what? I said, why is that relevant? You got to point out you the youngest, but go ahead. <laughs> Y'all want to start early. We starting early. We starting early. <laughs> um, but no, um, so I created the West Love podcast because, um, I had just gotten out of a relationship um, that um, just took me through a lot. Um, And in that relationship, you know, I was talking to a lot of my friends or not a lot of my friends, but to my homegirls. And then I have some guys that are friends. I would talk to them. And I noticed that um, the conversation was different this time than previous relationships or previous times we've had talked because I'm noticing the maturity in our conversations. And I was like, oh, this is some good stuff. You know, we're like, um, we're theorizing stuff and we're like the the depth of, of the conversation was just really, really good. And I was like, people need to hear this. This needs to actually be a conversation. Okay. And, um, when I moved from, I was living in Atlanta and I, I had to move down to Florida um, because my mom's husband had passed away and I had moved down here to be with her. And then okay. that's when I put out the the um, the notice on Facebook and, and Erica and Barry, they replied to it. And so, yeah, I was very strategic about the people that I wanted to. That's why the, the application process was so rigorous. Okay. All right. Come on, vet them out. Vet them out, Kedra. Vet them out. I, no, no, and I think that that's important because sometimes people just think that just because they've been married or whatever that you can just say something like, yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Okay. Both be married for like six months and be like, well, the way I got my husband is no, you don't uh-huh. know anything. <laughs> right, right. You don't know and anything. I'm like Barry, because Barry was not only a male, but him and Melissa have been married for quite a long time. So he actually had some substance to bring to the conversation. It right. wasn't just, you know, not to say that people um, who have not been married long don't have experience, but I mean, 20 years versus six months, two years, that brings a whole other level of experience. And I actually, I wanted people who listen to actually like get something out of this, you know right. I mean? relationships is one of the the main things that we all deal with you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. 
So I want to keep it. See, Keisha, you just breathed in. See, you about to go. You you going. Right. See, see, see. I, 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 I gotta really it on back here. Hold on, Keisha. And you know what? No, no, no. But I do want to go to you first, Keisha, because um, you know, one of the things that just in reading, and I want you to help me with this. So you you're the single one that's here, right? And you yes. know, and in, in the understanding of a man podcast, we do tend to um uh, you know, want to share information to kind of just educate some of my, my my male counterparts as much as possible. But the dynamic that you're bringing this evening is a level of wisdom to allow men to just understand how women are feeling as well. And mm -hmm. so one of the things that you said is that you were just like um, how you're dating differently and how, um, how to, and so my question to you is that, you know, in, in your dating differently versus maybe how you used to do back in the day, 10, 15 years ago versus now, how do you relationship differently? Because I saw those in your words as well. Mm, mm -hmm. um, well, number one, there is a, a different level of um, value in self. Okay. Have now, as opposed to, I'm 38, so as opposed to maybe 10 or 15 years ago. You look you know? good, girl. You look good. You look good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but there's a different level of value in myself that I have. Um, I have more um, of an idea of my, of my purpose, of who I am, and um, than what I did 10, 15 years ago. So that automatically brings a different mindset to my relationships and um, even to dating because I'm 38, I'm single, I don't have any kids, and yes, I do want to get married. So everything is, um, I don't want to say intentional, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to waste my time with somebody who's going to waste my time. You know? Right. So I have right. To come to, I like, I come to the table, I, not necessarily with a list, but I, I know what I want. And that is somebody who is also looking to be married. Somebody who is also looking to build with somebody. Somebody who wants a family. Somebody okay. who loves therapy. <laughs> willing okay. to therapy. You know, so I, I have an idea of what I want in, um, in somebody, in a partner. And so I'm not willing to settle for anything less than that. And that is, that is how at 38, I relationship differently than how I would have done um, about, you know, some years ago. And also, Keisha, tell them like at 38, now you letting the shoulder out. So now you, <laughs> you weren't doing that 15 years my ago. My shoulder, you know my what? shoulder has been showing up. Okay. Come on, shoulder. Come on, Slick. I mean, even every 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 podcast that showed it be key. Dude, look, listen, like, and it look look it's cocoa butter down. You know what I'm saying? Like it's got you know it's, it's <laughs> you can smell it. You can smell you gotta, it. Like, you gotta get into these like, natural products that I have over here, okay? Because it keeps the skin nice and smooth. And I'm about to oh get my gosh, I'm not messing with y'all. Hey, but let let me throw this in here because uh, as you were saying something. And I'm, you know, I'm going to spark you guys a little bit. I know that this is actually, for those that are listening, this is an organic conversation. Uh, so anything that you hear asked, they have no idea what we was going to talk about, all right? But um, as I want to invite my main man, Charles James, you know, he's in a different venue right now, so you might not see his face right now. Charles, you there? 
I'm in the house. I'm in the house. Hey, everybody. He's like, under, the, under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> he sure Barry, what up, bro? Hey. hey, Charles, I told him that you might have had some bad meat. How are you? So, I mean, <laughs> I told him that you might be under the weather. Right? <laughs> hey, no, Charles, but let me ask you a question. I'm present. Okay, so real quick, did okay, you hear? Did, did, huh? Right. You see it, don't you? Uh, you bounce it, right to the left. Let your shoulder lean. She got her shoulders out tonight. But you know, but but Charles, I, I did you did you hear all of Kedra's answer? Because I want to ask you just a question. I want to spark you real quick. I know you're just coming on, but I'm just gonna throw this at you because I know you can handle it. Um, so uh, Kedra just said that she was single, right, and that she's 38, right, and that you know she's walking in in her different purposes of of moving forward right here. Um, as a single man, right, when you hear that. You know, an attractive woman with the shoulder lean is, uh, you know, just uh, is in that single space. What's the first thing that you think? Um, an attractive woman who's single. Mm-hmm. And she's thirty-eight. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna and, and and she's thirty-eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask two questions. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at her schedule um, because it's it's not a lot of men who can handle the the a woman being aggressively a go-getter okay yeah. um and, and, it, and in that and in that case and in that case we society is as i mean like listen it's not the 60s anymore okay miss miss keely is not gonna be at the house cooking dinner waiting on you to get there okay okay She's got visions, she's got goals, she's got aspirations, she's got things that the Lord has called her to do. So okay. she's actually got to do it. But her being 38 does not mean she's not an amazing catch. It just means okay. that the person who's, who's, who's responsible of caring for her and, 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 and leading the, the marital relationship, okay. he's not there yet or he's not ready yet. And as someone who's been married and somebody who's been divorced, I would much rather get married at 38 and have the right person mm-hmm. than, get, than get married at 25 or 21 like I foolishly did without any wisdom, getting married at 21 and, and being divorced at 23. I want to stop right. I want to I wanna, I wanna bottle that up real quick. Because now, but here on a, but there's a double but there's a double edged sword to that. Okay. At at thirty eight, every thirty eight year old woman who's single is not wise. Mm. Come on. So now so now we have we have the case which which on one hand you have successful women who's got who God has hidden for a moment for a special man, mm. and then you've got women who are fools. Come on. <laughs> who don't want to change, who don't want to adjust, who don't who don't want to who don't want to be led and who don't want to be in a relationship with a strong man. They want to be in relationships that they can manipulate and control. Mm-hmm. See, you so want to go you want to go all old. He really so what is, I'm saying is <laughs> it's a it's a double really it's a double edged sword. You can't you can't talk about the wise without talking about the foolish. Because mm-hmm. there are there are a plethora of of women who 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 are foolish. Because so just from a scriptural standpoint, what does the Bible Uh-oh. say? 
The Bible says, Proverbs 31, a virtuous and capable woman who can find her. Mm. So if she has to be aggressively sought after, and that she, if she's a precious stone that, that is far above rubies, then she's not a rock. She's not a stone that's just laying in the dust somewhere. Mm. And you don't trip over. How many, how many times this week have you tripped over a diamond, a real one? I haven't done that. You haven't. Why? Because those I do it daily. I, I do it daily. I have my own diamond. Yeah, I mean, you've got that's one at the house, no, no, right. but that's that's totally different. I see, I see you very trying to stack up uh, points. You for, see it? For, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I went a different way. That's a wise bro. That's a wise bro. But what I'm saying is, there aren't, there aren't, uh, there aren't, there aren't Miss Keeleys just laying around everywhere. You get what I'm saying? There are a no. lot of there are a lot of successful women. There aren't a lot of successful, humble, easy to live with, wanting to be in a relationship with, easy to talk to, easy to let your guard down with successful women. Is it supposed to be easy though, Charles? There's a difference. There's a difference between I have to work for her because she's valuable. And now I'm in I'm in a situation with a quarrelsome woman. Okay. okay. There's a difference between I have to fight for her and I have to fight her. Ah, there we go. That's, That's good. Two totally <laughs> different things. I'm not That's gonna good. fight you. I will fight for you. I will fight past your I will fight past your trust issues. I will fight past the fact that you uh, that you've been disappointed in in your previous relationship. I will I will I will I will earn your trust. <laughs> I will earn your trust, but I will not be disrespected. Let me let, let me say this real quick. I want to kick this out what he just said over to you really quickly, Erica, because in your you know in in your profession of what you're seeing, does this look like that it's um, cultural? Um, what are the what are the common factors that you're seeing in there? To whereas you know uh, you know fighting for you, um, fighting you know just I forgot Charles how how you said it, fighting for you versus fighting against you. Yeah. How did he, Fighting you versus fighting for you. Yeah. So yeah. what are you what are you seeing in your in, in from a, a clinical area? What what based upon what he said? What are you seeing? Um, actually, what I'm seeing fairly recently, for, all of a sudden, I got several referrals for new clients. But what I'm seeing is a lot of um, selfishness where a lot okay. of people want to see their needs met without knowing how to. And I believe it's a knowing how to and not necessarily intentionally not seeking to build a relationship. Okay. It's what am I getting? What am I getting? What am I getting? I don't care what you want if I don't get what I want, which does lead to the fighting, fighting a person versus fighting for a person. Um, I kind of described it to someone a couple of weeks ago this way, like, you know, you're, you, when you are wanting to stay in a relationship and you're trying to hold on to the relationship, but you're holding the person by the neck and choking them while you're holding on to them. Ooh. Wow. Sheesh. Yeah. I, I, and I heard something similar to whereas it's like being in a relationship, it's like both of you tie a, a, a rope around your neck. 
and you're walking, right? And the moment that somebody walks in the opposite direction, you're automatically choking the other person. Right. And so uh, if you're not staying on that same page and walking down that lane, and I want to start here in the single phase, we're going to move over into the marriage and more into the divorce in a moment. But, um, you know, when we're looking at what's love, uh, Keisha, I guess I'll kind of bring it back to you where when you're looking inside of a single space, and uh, Barry, feel free, or Erica, you know, Absolutely. you guys just feel free to jump in here. You know, what's love in a single space? Should it be, you know, I, I, I see more people focusing on trying to get the love of the other person versus getting love for yourself. Uh, that's just me. And so, um, you know, Kedra, when you're looking in this area or whatever, you know, when you're seeing what's love, you know, what's, what's the concept, you know, just dealing with single folks, what, what, what they doing? I don't, they're not, they're not acting right. <laughs> they, they sure ain't acting right, but um, one of the first things that I, I kind of really like, if it's somebody that I am considering dating, right? Somebody that I see some potential in. Then one of the things that I like to kind of vet out is um, the self-love and the healing of, uh, of yourself. Okay. Of, you know, past experiences because um, men have a lot of healing to do as well. Yes. And, um, I've spent a, I've spent a lot. I've put a lot of effort into um, healing my own self, and it's something that I continue to do and continue to work on. I, I go to therapy. I'm a big advocate for therapy. My husband is gonna have to go to therapy if he does not already. We right. will be in therapy together even when there is not a problem. So. Um, that's one of the major things that that I first consider and I look at. Um, okay. Because if you if you can love on yourself, right. then you definitely can love on me. Right. And, uh, and the same for me. If if I can love on myself, then I definitely am capable and able to love on you. And then also you have a better understanding of what your boundaries are as it relates to how you're going to be loved. Like literally, like when you, yeah. yeah, I can demonstrate love. I love myself, but the love that I'm that I'm receiving, I know what that looks like. I know what it should feel like. You're like, no, I don't dishonor myself. You know, right. so yeah. you're not you're not going to dishonor me. You know, I, I don't treat myself bad, poorly or badly. So you're not going to do that. So what happens is oftentimes right. you get in such toxic relationships because just that people don't love themselves. I mean, legit, like it's not until. 20 plus years into my marriage and I'm understanding right. like, well, a lot right. of the resentment that I would have towards Melissa or issues or that <laughs> I would have is because of my own, my lack of um, self-awareness or, you know, not having the emotional uh, tools or intelligence to navigate through certain things. It's like, well, I'm feeling insecure and I'm projecting that on you, you know, <laughs> you know so, so, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. That's real big right no, but let, let, let me rest there right there because I want to give the men just a moment um, because we do tend to be out of touch, um, you know, with our emotions and things of that nature. And so as you're speaking, and Charles, feel free to jump in here as well. You know, Barry, when you're, when you're, when Kedra said something about, um, you know, uh, the, the healing um, 
in, in, in a single space or whatever. And as men, we're not doing that. And then some don't even, you know, it's almost like people say, you know, in marriage, trust God and love. Okay, that sounds good. What are the actions that I need to take to do that? Right. Right. So what are the actions if you had to, if you had to speak to the men about, you know, that healing and that self-love piece or whatever the case would be, what does that look like? Right. So I don't want to sound cliche, but this is the truth for me. Bruh, like Melissa and I wouldn't have been able to make 20 years because approaching our 20 years, we literally were in a, a dark space, like not knowing whether or not we're going to make 20 and if we're going to continue. So in our separation, man, uh, there, I went through an evolution process of like, I'm trying to win my woman back and I'm, you know, trying to, you know, reconcile. And then at some point it was like, well, this isn't effective. So what needed to happen is I had to take steps all the way back and be like, look, bro, you need to sit down and deal with yourself. So when you say steps, number one, I had to one recognize and not be in denial. Like there are some issues in my relationship and I'm a big part of that. You know? and, and I want you to pause right there because, and I, I'm speaking specifically on the single space side, but where you're okay. going is actually amazing um, because that has to even happen inside a single space. So, so, for fun, so yeah, so for, for some of my single men, as you're walking down this path, want to give them some direction of how to get in, in tune with the space of, you know, how to love and what's love for myself. So, so let me see if I can change. Well, for me, I feel like it's just, there are principles that apply so whether or not you're married or single. So when you talk about men, first thing, man, with anything, and I think everybody on this call recognize that there has to be um, a, a desire to. You feel what I'm saying? Like, right, there has right, to be right. acknowledgement and a desire to be like, well, I want to be better. You know, right. I can, and I acknowledge like, man, some of this stuff is dysfunctional. I think we all, whether you're married or single, man, you walk in a fog of right. not understanding that you are hurt. And that's okay. some, of the, some of the behaviors are dysfunctional. You're like, okay. that's your normal. Like people are like, well, that's just how I am. You know, mm -hmm. this is how it's going to be. And I'm like, no, bro. Like there has to be a revelation um, in an aha moment that says, yo, I can't be treating women like that. Okay. And this is why I'm treating right. women like this way. This is why I'm so disconnected. Uh, it, but you have to recognize that. So right. I, the process, Elam, for me and my, my understanding is, the first has to be an acknowledgement and a desire, right? Mm -hmm. Then from there, once you have the desire, like anything else, you have the desires, then you'll start finding the pieces. You'll start finding the steps like, who do I need to talk to? Do I need to go to counseling? What do I need to read? Yes. Who do I need to, like, Everybody who do I need does. To, <laughs> <laughs> who, do, who do I need to cut out my life? Like, you know, mm -hmm. I need to change my circle, uh, all that kind of stuff, man. So once you acknowledge and have a, a genuine desire, I believe the path will present itself. There's a bunch of podcasts, books, you know, ministries that minister right. to that kind of stuff. But right. again, acknowledgement and desire is where I believe we, we a dude has to start. I just think oftentimes they just don't desire it for something. For that, I, I hadn't clearly understood. But mm -hmm. acknowledgement and desire piece, I just think a lot of brothers just, they're like, they're good how they are. They're like, I'm, I'm good. I would like to to jump in real quick um, in the same uh -huh. vein Barry's talking about with with all of that you have to slow down enough to recognize okay. where the missing that where the spaces are because there's missing pieces 
or where mm -hmm. the spaces are that actually need to be healed. What a lot of people tend to do is they skate over it or ignore it or pretend that it's not there. But until you deal with those things, then you continue to run into issues when you are ready to be in a relationship. Sometimes people don't spend enough mm -hmm. time by themselves to be able to face themselves and recognize what needs to be healed, what's missing, what needs to be adjusted. Um, and they just are maybe, and not even necessarily relationship for relationship to relationship, but person to person, whether it's an actual relationship or not, just to avoid acknowledging what they would acknowledge if they actually were still and, and by themselves for a while, just with themselves to say, hey, here's what I actually need. Here's a time where mm -hmm. I actually got hurt and never healed from that. One of our early conversations of many conversations we had, Barry mentioned um, what's referred to as arrested development. Like at some point in our relationship uh -oh. development, growing up, like from child okay. to you know adolescence to adult, there was a place where we got stuck or somebody, you know, the part they got stuck and they never quite got past that. And the way I explained it this a couple months ago to a group was, you know, when if something happened to you when you're 14, 15, 16, and you just dealt with it like boys tend to do when you go play basketball or you go hang out with your boys or you go sleep with a lot of girls or whatever, you never dealt with that actual hurt. Then you turn into this 35-year-old man, 40-year-old man that don't know how to deal with relationships because you're stuck in that adolescent mind. Right. 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 Let, let me, uh, I want to close this portion out because, uh, we, you know, we got to, we, 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 there, there's some marriage folks that got a couple of questions real quick. So um, I want to, I want to kind of lead, uh, Charles, Charles, you there? Charles. I'm here, bud. Okay, all right. Got <laughs> check. Listen, y'all. Every five to seven minutes, y'all need to check in on Charles. Okay. <laughs> I'm here, man. But um, but I want I want to throw this to you because there was a moment um inside of your singlehood to whereas uh something um that uh Kedra I think said that you know that that men have to slow down. Either you or Erica said that uh whatever. This slowing down. Was there a point that you did that? And can you give us maybe one or two steps that you took thereafter to kind of help the single men kind of heal through that moment or just single folks in general? I think, I think you, you know, from, from about 23 to about 27, I was moving at a thousand miles an hour. And I think the closer I got to 30, Started to to realize like I'm the only one hearing them skip around know, a little bit. Is that just me? I'm not out no, here. Hey, hey, listen, I need but you to get the foolishness that I am doing is yielding no fruit. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, you yeah you running with that? Oh, the, the, look, the three megs doesn't work anymore. Okay, uh, you got to bump that internet up. Bump it up. <laughs> so what I was saying? Can you hear me? Yes. What I was saying was that uh, from about 23 to about 27, I was moving at a thousand miles an hour, um, and I didn't start slowing down until I really got closer to 30. But I wasn't I wasn't acting a complete fool, but the foolish things that I were was doing was not yielding any fruit. And I think you know having to go around the mountain of stupid 
over and over and over and over and over and over and over again and yielding the same foolish results got me to a place where I said, you know what? I got to do something different. I really have to do something different. I think, you know, it was a moment where I just came to myself that it's like I'm wasting time and I'm not getting any younger. So I think that's, that's, that's one thing. Um, and then I was thinking about what kind of seeds I was sowing. So like, what, what are you sending into your future that you don't want? Like all, all of the, the, the hearts right. that you break, the right. hearts that you break. Yeah. You, that's coming back to you. So that's where the people that, the, the people that you, the people that you, you that you deceive is coming back. That's right. The, mm -hmm. the, 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 whatever, whatever you're doing that, whether it's negative or whether it's positive, you are going to get it back and mm -hmm. you're going to get, you're not, what we say, we say you reap what you sow and right. you do. But if, if I sowed a seed of foolishness, I'm going to get a tree back. Fruit, <laughs> oh, oh, tree. fruit and more <laughs> seeds. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it, it like I, I've experienced, I've lived, I've, I've seen it. Like the foolishness of the past comes up in the future and, and 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 i just there's something about it that you know you're like you know what that was for me i needed that was i sold that so i deserve what i got back you cannot get past you can't get past the laws of god <laughs> like it just it just goes down like that and then also the um i think that that slowing down piece is is so important i don't i don't remember who exact which one of the ladies exactly said it but that slowing down piece, like Miss Keeley, that is so important because you are going to get slow. You're going to have to slow down one way or another, whether you do it right, or whether you're humbled by the world and the world slows you down. Either, either, either you're going to decide at whatever age that it ends now and that I'm going to grow up and then I'm going to handle my life in a respectable and integral way, or life is going to punch you in the face as many times as it needs to, for you to right. get to the point where you say, you know what, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the challenging thing about it is when, if, when you finally come to yourself, do you want to be 40? Do you want to be 45? Do you want to be 50 and That's 60? Word. Because, because word. I've encountered, I've encountered young wisdom and old fools. And the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and there's nothing in this world like an old fool. And I don't, and I don't want to be, who wants to be 45 still out chasing girls? Listen, who, you I mean, would be, like, who would be surprised? You would be I mean, surprised. It's but what I'm saying is, I'm, I'm saying they're out there. I, they I've are, seen them and I know. But the, but, the level, but the level of immaturity to say that I'm just going to be out here in these streets. Mm -hmm. we, and here's the thing. And it's not judging anybody. Because any man that's out as an old man or a young man who's just chasing girls, what you're saying is, I desire to be loved. I desire to be loved. I actually desire one woman, but I have not found somebody 
that fits that that that's the that's gonna be the the compliment to me. Well, that sounds like that sounds like an excuse, Charles. That sounds like an excuse. Same thing, bro. I'm like, mm, I don't know. No, about what that. I'm saying, that sounds like an excuse, though, bro. But it's one it's it's one sided. Don't let don't don't cut me don't cut me off until I, I finish the whole thought. Because that young man who's out there doing foolishness, he every man starts off being broken as a child in some kind of way. Okay. So if if I don't raise my son to real to to recognize pain, to be able to address pain, to be able to say that he is hurt, then I birth I birth a child who is I I, I raise a child who goes throughout life trying to continually protect himself and push things down. Okay. And then out out of out of not raising him properly, because there is a worldly wrong way to raise men. And that's to say, you don't, don't, don't cry. Don't feel right. any emotion. Don't right. communicate. Suck right. it up and you'll right. be okay. Right. And what's happening is as you continue to push that stuff down, it's being acted out in that arrested development that Miss Erica was talking about. It's right. being acted out in every area of life, whether it's violence, whether it's, it's inconsistency when it comes to jobs and working and can't keep a job or you're so you you're you're so uh, immature in the way that you handle your emotions that you don't know you can't stay with one woman mm. because you think because you're still a child and you think that a woman should be raising you and taking care of you and if she's Ooh. not doing what she's supposed to do then Ooh. then then she's the wrong one mm. so it's I'm not just pointing at one thing saying that that is that there's no there's no there's no one size fits all for any particular situation but when you look at those situations it always is coming back to how were you taught and who corrected you and who grabbed you by the collar and we got to stop raising we got to stop raising boys in mm. that way where we where we we allow boys to go through perpetual adolescence and we allow boys to be an adolescent at 25, at 27, at 20, at 29, at 30, where they're still thinking in an adolescent mind. Yeah, think about this. When you 23, I mean, when you look at when you look at most of our, if you look at most of our women, most of our women by by high school, they know how to cook, they know how to wash clothes, they know how to do certain things that they should do that helps them continue to mature. But we but we are babying boys continually babying boys Come and on. then we're wondering why we're getting we're getting children at 30 players at 45 right because there is not there's not we don't it one thing that i can respect about the 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 older the older generation and they didn't do everything right just like we not doing everything right but what i can say is that they grabbed me in by the collar and said you going this is this is your responsibility you have a responsibility. Right. And you're not going to be a child. You're not okay. going to stay in the bed all day. That more you're going you're going to cut this grass and 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 even though there were there there were there were in that in that problem you pushed the boys but they ignored their emotions. Now you Definitely. got boys, now you got boys that are not pushed and they might be too emotional because our young men are are, are extremely violent. Our young men are overly sexualized, and then you put them in a situation where now you have to you. 
Hello? Yeah. My bad. My my dad tried to call me. But what I'm saying is it's 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 really, really deep. It's deeper than just, you know what I'm saying, than just Absolutely. going out there being a hoe. You know? Real quick, Charles, I, I don't want to kick it to Barry. Barry, you was about to say something? Um I'm not even sure, man. I mean, go ahead, keep going. Okay. No, 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 you're good. I, I want to take a moment and uh, just uh, hit a pause because uh, Charles actually is going in a direction I was going to talk about at the end, but since you wanted to go ahead and bring it up now about right. folks with their childhood and, and how it's connected to their relationships. But before we uh, move in, in, into, um, you know, our, our second episode, uh, just really quickly, uh, you know, uh, Barry, Erica, Keisha, if you could just let people know where they can follow you, how can they you know, find you or whatever, give you, you know, give, give us a 10 second elevator version of how we can find you. Absolutely. Um, I'll start. <clears throat> Recently, I just started my, my podcast with bcasecombo at Gmail is the email address, uh, bcasecombo on Facebook and it's bcasejr on IG. So yeah, that's where you can find me at. Dope yes, dialogue. That was deep conversations, just trying to move the culture forward like you guys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, uh, Miss Erica, what's up? Where can we find you? I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, under my name, Erica Worthily. It didn't make it easy. I didn't make it difficult to find me. <laughs> right. All right. And I know that you work, do you do counseling or coaching space? Is I that do. your area? No. How can, how can yes. if somebody want to reach out to you? How could they do that? Um, I do have my website. It's Erica N as in NicoleWorthily.com to get all my information as far as um, providing mental health counseling, mental health education. I do workshops, um, things like that. So, Absolutely. And Visionary, what it do? Where can we find you? Um, well, you can find the What's Love podcast. We have a Facebook group. You can find us there. But I'm also um, a personal chef and a natural health a practitioner. Come on, chef. Yeah. And so you can find me at Kedra's Kitchen on both um, Facebook and Instagram. And I give you some, some, Charles is, is, you said he was suffering, he was having problems with me. I, I get you on some good. That's so funny. You got to get that digestive track on track. Charles, where can they find you at, dog? Get man, I'm on. You going to get that immune system right, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I need, uh, well, I'm on IG at a underscore C-H-A-R-L-E-S-E-N charge. So that's underscore Charles in charge and Charles James on Facebook. And Charles got, Charles, you got another song coming out, dude. You being real humble real quick. Well, what, what's the next song, dog? <laughs> I don't know yet, man. I got it coming. I got it coming for y'all. Okay. Tell them about the, the, the songs they, they, they could hear, dog. Uh, you can stream uh, under the artist named Charles James. You can find uh, uh, a Mother's Day record that I released earlier this year for, uh, called Secret Superhero and also a social justice record that I released on June 19th called um, Here Comes Trouble. Yes, sir. And speaking of June 19th, of course, we have our Money, Sex, and Respect conference coming next year. We're going to go into episode two in just a moment, so y'all stay tuned because uh, Charles uh, wanted to tap into the area of, uh, you know, childhood and stuff like that. So, Erica, we about to tap you real quick. Uh, We're going to be back in two and two.